golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going before the drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Yes, we're back. Season number 12. And no finer week to uh, launch our 12th season than in the midst of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Arnie's place out at Bay Hill, the first round action. Uh, just finishing up now, but yesterday it was Sam Saunders, Arnie's grandson and PGA Tour member, who opened the ceremonies. Uh, fans, friends, family, fellow players, thank you all for being here. This is uh, this event just keeps getting bigger and better every year, and I couldn't be more proud to play a small role in it. Um, this year, this tournament is going to uh, put on a wonderful showcase here. I hope you all enjoy. One of the things that I think everyone loves so much about my grandfather was how accessible he was. And that's what we want to keep going here. We want to keep that feeling alive. We want you all to come here to the Arnold Palmer Invitational every year. Come here to Bay Hill and enjoy this wonderful event. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your continued support. It's been three years since the King passed. And yet his memory and his spirit is very much alive and present out at Bay Hill. And we're going to go live to the media center uh, to check in with one of our favorite golf insiders as we kick off our new season. Bob Herrick from ESPN joining us. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you, Holly? Great, but wow, what a difference uh, the morning and the afternoon rounds faced. Uh, pretty idyllic conditions this morning as uh, Mr. McElroy went out and shot a cool little 66, but those winds were howling this afternoon. It was tough out there this afternoon, which is what makes Matt every score all the better. Because his, uh, you know, he shot 65 in the toughest of the conditions. So, yeah, it's... Um, the guys who played in the morning obviously had an advantage. There weren't a lot of low scores in the afternoon, and um, it was nice and warm and, and, and somewhat soft early. And then as the day wore on, it got tough. And, you know, it looks like it's going to cool off now a little bit, not going to be quite as warm. So I would think the conditions aren't going to get any easier. Now let's talk about Matt Every. Matt Every, our local boy from Daytona Beach and uh, a past winner of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Something about this golf course is magical for him. <laughs> yeah, he's won it twice, and they're, they're his only PGA Tour wins. And I think what's even more amazing is just last Friday at the Honda, he shot 85. You know, I mean, from from 85 to 65 in, in five days, and... Uh, 
you know, obviously Bay Hill is no slouch of a golf course, especially this afternoon with the wind as it was. And uh, it's kind of an incredible turnaround. And, you know, he just chalked it off to, you know, some days you're good and some days you're bad. And, and today he was good. And obviously he's been good around this place. Um, you know, I bet he wishes they could play here five times a year because uh, because obviously it brings out it brings out some of his best golf. It's really crazy, isn't it? And you know, as we talk every week, it's amazing how uh, you know how tough this tour is, how deep it is, and how any given day it can be you know somebody's week. That's right. I mean, there's there's lots of instances of that. Um, you know, really, there's a lot of really good players who, who, who don't win, but that doesn't mean they are capable. And um, I think it makes it, it puts into perspective how hard it is to win a couple of times a year. You know, we, and we sometimes wonder why guys don't win more. Well, it's because there's a bunch of guys who are really, really good, and it's hard to separate. And you know, you could play really, really good golf and still get beat by one of these guys who comes out of nowhere and has a career week. So um, I think that's sort of the beauty of the game. And, and uh, you know, one of the reasons why the guys who, who do push forward and win a bunch of tournaments are put on such a pedestal because of how hard it is, uh, even when you're at your best. Well, another one of our local favorites who's certainly seen a resurgence in his game, Graham McDowell, posting a 68. He's tied for fifth. Uh, Graham coming off a win in Saudi Arabia and a a fourth in the Sony Open. And as we know, um, you know, had that miraculous uh, putt last year to qualify for the Open in his homeland of Ireland. So things seem to be turning around for Graham. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he could use a good week because uh, he's not a lock for Augusta yet. He needs to be in the top 50 uh, through the match play. And obviously a strong result here with such a good field uh, would really do him a lot of good. I mean, it might actually clinch it for him. It might, uh, you know, it might take the pressure off the next two weeks because, you know, actually that, that qualifying that qualifying period is, is right after the match play, which is uh, three weeks from Monday. So, um, uh, you know, a good result here. Certainly a, a win would obviously get you in automatically uh, to the Masters. But, you know, a top five finish might do the trick in terms of world ranking points. And, uh, you know, Graham's played well here before. You know, there's several years back where he was in a tussle with Tiger. Um, and... Uh, he had a good week last year until he kind of fell off on Sunday. And this this, this was a qualifying event for the Open. It still, it still is. The top three not exempt get in, and he missed out on that last year. Uh, so, yeah, he's got a lot to play for this week, uh, certainly in the immediate future with the Masters uh, uh, spots on the line. Well, you mentioned Tiger, and I know there are going to be a lot of fans that are going to be missing him this week. We know uh, a couple of years ago when he uh, came, you know, back out so to speak uh he had a you know an amazing sunday afternoon up against rory mcelroy hit that unfortunate out of bounds shot on uh was it 16 i believe 
and uh, that was that was kind of the the end of it. Uh, but it, it it was that moment where we all felt that excitement again of Tiger being back and having been an eight time winner here. Unfortunate that he isn't here this week. But any update on um, his schedule and and what's going on with Tiger? Yeah, I mean that that to me is an example of a disappointment as to why he's not here because two years ago his game was not anywhere near it as it is now. You know, he was he was five tournaments into his comeback at that point. Uh, he had finished second at the Valspar the week before and then came here and tied for fifth despite hitting a ball out of bounds on Sunday on 16. Uh, and, you know, his game is so much farther along now, but, of course, if you're not physically capable or not feeling great, then that – then that doesn't make any sense. And as of right now, we still have not heard about next week. There's no decision been been offered or made. Or um, you would think that he will say one way or the other, not just let the deadline pass. And so we're going to go into the final day. It looks like, unless there's some late night announcement tonight, which I wouldn't expect at this point. But looks like we're going to go into the final day, just like last week, sort of wondering is he going to be there and. You know, if he misses the Players' Championship after having not played Mexico, not played Honda, not played here, um, then something's amiss. You know, the, the fact that after three weeks off, he, he can't get right uh, to feel good enough about competing. Um, and, you know, it could just be that maybe he feels okay, but he hasn't had enough practice because he didn't feel right up until now. I mean, that's not a good sign either. You know, because you're going to miss a tournament that you would have played, and um, you know now all of a sudden you're 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 halfway into March and you've only played twice, only eight competitive rounds. Uh, so, um, you know, if we get to this point tomorrow and he hasn't committed, then I think there's going to be some alarm bells going off as to as to what's going on with his uh, you know with his back or, or or his you know his physical well-being. Yeah, we're for those of who, who may not be aware. Yes, the Players Championship is coming right on the heels of the Arnold Palmer. Uh, you know, we're used to it being a little bit later in March, uh, so that does put a few more tournaments between the players and the Masters. But you've got the WGC it in uh, Texas uh, the end of March. So you know, uh, we talk about this. Ongoingly about the juggling of the schedule and how compact now um, this has become with the change of the majors and now this year's an Olympic year, but um, I would think that's not the way Tugger wants to go into the Masters. Yeah, you know, I, I I was thinking that playing next week and playing the match play, if that's what it were, would be enough. You know, um, last year, you know, he he. Uh, he played those two tournaments going in and and didn't really contend. He had a good match play. You know, he got to the quarterfinals. Um, but uh, but yet it was enough for him to be to be ready and sharp when he got to Augusta. Um, this time, I would say the same thing if you knew that he's able to practice and and and, and work on his game in between and. And, you know, I think that might be the difference. You know, I, I, I didn't have the sense that there were any physical issues at this time last year. You know, if he's not – obviously they, he had the – the reason he gave for not playing here was a neck strain. But he was 
TBC Sawgrass on the Monday of tournament week last year for the players and looked like he was ready to go. You know, he didn't look he didn't look bad at all. So um, if that's not the case, then now all of a sudden you're kind of running out of time. It's it's not just the tournament reps that you need, but just the practice reps. And uh, you know, these these when he came back in Japan, he hadn't played in over two months, but. I think the difference there is, and when he won that tournament, is not everybody in Japan was totally sharp either. You know, they were in various True. states with their game. Everybody now is trying to get their game ready for Augusta. Absolutely. You're not going to find too many guys who have played as little, anywhere near as little as Tiger going in there. And that's the difference to me. You know, you, you do have to develop some competitive sharpness um, and, uh, uh, you know, I just wonder at this point if that's going to be possible. Well, we know the Florida swing is tough, and they play uh, four of the toughest courses, you know, that they play all year, and it's a great tune-up for these guys for Augusta, and, you know, a lot of them, they know game on when you hit the Sunshine State. So uh, there's a lot of great golf ahead at the Arnold Palmer this weekend, uh, everybody, come on out because there's some great golf to be seen. And uh, Roy McElroy right now on the top of the leaderboard. Well, one shot behind with Matt Every at the top of the leaderboard. Bob, as always, thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thanks a lot. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. We're back. The Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G on the eve of the first round of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And we're going to go right back out to the media center at Bay Hill and bring in one of our favorite Golf Insiders, Jeff Babineau from the Morning Read. Hello, Babs. Hello, Holly G. How you doing? Well, it was gusting out there pretty good this afternoon, um, but uh, Matt Every didn't seem to bother him posting a sweet little 65 minus 7 looking good out there. Yeah, it was an amazing round. I mean, he made, he made some big putts, long putts, which you had to do, but you know, he started the day just hoping not to shoot himself out of this golf tournament, and he ends up you know, in the hardest conditions of the day leading the tournament, and uh it's crazy, but he's a two-time winner here. He, he certainly has some kind of feel for this place, you know, the whole horses for courses thing, and, and he's right up there a shot ahead of Rory McIlroy. That's right. We talked about that in the first segment, and uh, we know, you know, Rory winning the Arnold Palmer two years ago, getting the red alpaca sweater, and that was really the beginning of, you know, qu- quite a turnaround of Rory's game. I think that he spoke about this in his presser yesterday from the mental side of the game. Really, you know, he went to work on getting, you know, more consistent uh, mentally and and just not, you know, shooting himself out of the tournament when he didn't have his A game, right? Yeah, I don't think we see the fluctuations we used to see out of Rory McIlroy's game. You know, now when he's off, he's not all that far off. He's become a lot more consistent. Uh, and he talks about that was a really important win for him. You know, he'd been 500 days without a win. He got the win here. He got his confidence going. Uh, he talked about the last few days. He, he really hadn't been happy with his driving to this point this year. He's been working on that. He drove it really well. He, he only missed a fairway or two. 
Uh, and, that, and that really sets you up here. I mean, this is an iron golf course. I mean, you, you have to be precise with your irons, put it in the right spots, and it helps a lot if you're way down there, 300-something yards down the fairway and sitting in the short grass. I mean, you can do something from there. Well, somebody whose game's been a little bit off, mostly due to recovering from a knee surgery, Brooks Kepka shooting even par today. He's tied for 45th. But, you, you know, you love when you, I don't know, Brooks on the range today was, was looking a little, uh, you know, a little grumpy. But he said he's close. I love when these guys say, I'm close, yeah, I'm close. They're always close, right? <laughs> I wish we all were so close. Uh, he's struggling. He's, he's trying to find something. You know, he feels like he's hitting it better than he's scoring. You know, he putted really poorly last week at Honda. Uh, and today, just again, really got not, not much going. Uh, so, He's just in one of those ruts. That happens. You know, you kind of go through valleys in this game, and he'll fight his way out. You know, he's determined to find it. He's working with Pete Cowan today on the range, working on some, you know, some swing stuff. And, and he just uh, he, he seems to think there's more there than what he's getting out of it right now. And, and that happens. So, you know, one good week can turn that around in a hurry, and, he, and he's playing a lot these days. He's going to be playing five weeks in a row. Well, we mentioned that, it's been three years since Arnie passed. Um, hard to believe. You certainly don't feel it out there. The you know spirit is everywhere at Bay Hill, and it's yeah. got one of the best fields it's had um, since since Arnie's passing. But I'm looking at some of these scores, and I'm surprised. You look at uh, Tommy Fleetwood is shooting plus four. Henrik Stenson plus five. Mickelson plus five. What what was going yeah. on today? Well, I mean, Mark Leishman was good about that yesterday. He said, you know, it's a kind of golf course where you don't have to be that far off to feel really far off. And uh, with those guys, yeah, there were some high numbers out here. There were some, some guys struggling. And certainly if you were in the afternoon wave, you really had to battle out there. So uh, it's one of those places, you know, there's water out here. You can make doubles in a hurry. Lots of guys making doubles. Uh, you do, and if you're playing well, you have the four par fives, and you can kind of attack and score okay. So, uh, you you see the wide range of scoring out here. Um, it's just it can be a tough place to play, and uh, and it it can really shatter your confidence. I think the whole Florida swing is a tough place to play. The last week was brutal, and Valspar is tough, and if you get wind at the players, uh, you're going to shoot a lot there too. So, as we look at the run up to the Masters, uh, it's kind of you got to play really well and strike it really well to get your confidence going on this Florida swing. Ricky Fowler posting uh, a 71. So, um, you know, he's probably for him in, in pretty good position. Yeah. yeah, he's in there. That was a good round in the afternoon. Yeah, the, the idea today was not to shoot that high one. I mean, I, I think Matt, every, he would have been happy with a 72 today. So to come in with 65 was such a bonus, you know, the round of the day and, as we said, and there's a lot of young kids up there that probably don't know the perils of Bay Hill. Uh, they'll find them out the next few days. You know, the young kids here come in here with not a lot of intimidation and step right out and think they can compete. Uh, they'll find Bay Hill not as quite as easy as it played this morning, that's for sure. Patrick Reed uh, shooting, what, minus, uh, minus two today, 70, a little bit of a... Little, yeah. uh, you know, he Solid. seems still, still like in this amazing um, uh, tunnel vision with everything that's been going on yeah, around right. him. I mean, right. you know, he just seems to let it all roll off his back. Who are you he's keeping? Got the blinders on, you know, he's got the blinders on. Well, Matt Every just came in. His opening line in the press center was "Let the battle begin," and uh, he said it with a smile on his face, you know, because he, he's all over the map. Uh, he shot 85, by the way, Friday at Honda. So uh, 
Uh, it's like your game, you know, that 20-stroke differential there <laughs> yeah, exactly. from last round to this round, 85 to 65. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, that that's golf for you in a nutshell, for sure. Yeah, it sure is. Um, so we've got, uh, let's see, I'm just looking for, um, oh, Taylor Gooch. He's kind of my new guy. I want to see yeah. Coocher and Gooch. Gooch, Gooch. Gooch and Gooch. How? Yeah, they should play together in the team event. That would, that would be some fun, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. He, I tell you what, look at his record. Very consistent. You know, he he finished up by Eagle Birdie Birdie at 16, 17, 18 today. Uh, he's made a lot of cuts, played at Texas. He's right there with Scotty Scheffler, another great young player from Texas, who has already stepped out here, you know, early 20s, got his card. Sam Burns was 7-under today and finished bogey double. He's a young kid out of LSU. I mean, these kids just come out firing. Uh, you know, Morikawa today, Colin Morikawa shot two under. Uh, you know, they are, they're not intimidated to step out here and get right in the, in the fray. And, and we've seen a couple of Marty wins. So, uh, you know, hopefully a couple of these young guys will stay up there and make it real interesting this weekend. Babs and uh, yes. the course looks fantastic. Uh, the weather is going to be beautiful, and uh, you know it's a great time to bring uh, your friends, your family, your kids out and enjoy the Bay Hill uh, Invitational, Arnie's place. Who are you picking, Babs? Before I let you it's go, event. I, I like Rory. I mean, Matt Everett. It's funny to see his name up there again, but I, I'm like Rory. It's just how well he's playing. Uh, the good feel he has for this place. And as you say, uh, yeah, we look forward to a great, this is one of Orlando's great events, and it should be a great next few days. Absolutely. Well, Babs, we always appreciate spending some time with you and catch out his uh, stories this week on The Morning Read. Thanks so much, Babs. You got it, Holly G. All yeah. right. That's it for the Golf Insiders. Tune in next Tuesday night. That's uh, right before the Players' Championship. We'll be live from Ponte Vedra. The Golf Insiders. We've got a tea time. Bye-bye.